What up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm Rose. No, it's Jonathan. We talked. I never say no, Rose. Anymore. I'm never saying that. Forget you. <laughs> yeah, I just want to add something really quickly. Whenever Caleb calls me Jonathan, it me like either he's sick or something bad is going on. Like I have to be like, "Okay, man, are you okay? Do we need to talk about something?" So yeah, yeah. But, I don't know why you just don't stick with Rose because I think everyone gets confused whenever yeah, I, I say why. Rose. Maybe that's because it's a girl's name. Hey, your fault for having your last name be Rose. No, that's not my fault. Hey, that's I my call, ancestor's there are very, fault. There very, very few people in this world that I call by their first name. You call Christian by his first name, don't you? Uh, that's true. I do. Suck Okay, it. so I said few. <laughs> but you can't name any more other than family doesn't count. Col- no, because no, don't you call both Taylor and Colby Frost? Frosty, yeah. Fro- Frost and Frosty? Okay, alright. Okay. That totally did not go the way I thought it was going to go. You were just supposed to say Jonathan. Nope. But, okay. Forget you. <laughs> alright. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot a bit of the nerd life. This week on the podcast, uh, we will be skipping over Adventures in Hunting, uh, so no pops or Blu-rays, news, nothing like that, and we'll also be skipping over uh, this week's sneak peeks because we'll be talking about the Oscar winners, because uh, uh, the Academy Awards was this past Sunday. Yep, so, so we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to talk Oscar winners, Yep. because... Oscar frustrations. Oscar frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then after that, uh, we will be doing our All Bros breakdown of Birds of Prey, and okay, and the fabulous ah, I can never get this. Do you fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn? Thank you. Oh, did you hear that Warren Brothers came out and said they're no, changing the name? What? No, they're only changing it for theater sites. the The movie's name is still Birds of Prey, and the Ugh. that whole long ass name. No um, one's going to call it that, ever. <laughs> but no, so only like theater websites and stuff are calling it Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. <sighs> Bad choices. <laughs> well, would you want to have to reprint all of the posters? <laughs> that. <laughs> Dude, now that they like did that name change, yeah. I kind of want to pick up a poster uh, with the full title. Dude, uh, which Cinemark did you see it at? I saw it in the Orem one. So I saw the AF, and they had posters sitting um, by where they rip your ticket. And I wanted to take one so bad, but I forgot as I was leaving the theater. I wish I would have, and I would have grabbed two, one for you and me. Damn it. And it's just those, like, those smaller ones. Yeah, yeah, it's not, like, movie-sized posters. I want to get one, like, a movie-sized one with this name. If they do do a reprint. And change it I to Harley Quinn, but really, I, if they do it for a theatrical run, well, it, but I'm, uh, just because someone from Warner Brothers came out and said uh, the name is still Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, that's still the official title of the movie. So they're not like changing any like uh, promotional stuff, nothing like that. It's just on like if you go on Cinemark's website and are going to buy tickets, it says now Harley oh, Quinn Birds Harley. of Prey. 
Okay, so that's l- less significant then. Yeah, but nothing besides that is changing. Right. So. Yeah, yeah sorry, I, I was man. hoping it was going to be like the the Spider-Man poster I have. No, you situation. can't bank off of it. Sorry, buddy. No, like <laughs> remember what they did with um. I think it was Avengers Endgame where they left out some names, and they did a complete oh, reprint. Yeah, they like I want I want to get the one without the the names. See, that's considering that they caught that within like a day. I don't even know if they had started printing posters yet. I feel like they had some. No, because it was when it was released. No, they caught it before that because fans were so outraged about it when they weren't putting um. Uh, the actress who played Okoye. Are you sure? I'm, like, pretty sure. Like, because I'm thinking of the ones that they had to put outside the theater. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, like, the one, like they put in those, like, light-up things? Yeah. Yeah. But they, that was, while the movie was out, that was announced I that they were putting the, the new I ones. I swear it was before, like, right when they announced they released the official poster before the movie came out. We have some research to do. We do. Anyway, we continued. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyway, before we carry on this any longer, this intro any longer, what do you say we get started? Say, let's do it. All right, so jumping straight in to the Oscar winners. Let's see uh, if I could know what direction my phone goes. Yeah. Um, you know right. what I want to do? Like, this is a complete and utter side note. But yeah. you know what I want to kind of do? What? So you know how we have, like, the post-intro music that we do? Yeah. That our listeners probably just heard? Yes. You yeah. don't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want... To have something where maybe I can replace that with, like, either a promo from another podcast or just, like, have our listeners send us random shit to put in between. This sounds like fun, actually. Right? That'd be a cool transition. Like, if, okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna post that now, and you can send us any clip that you want. Hold up. <laughs> I was going to say, there has to be some guidelines here. Looking okay. at you party naked. <laughs> yep, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> um, okay, has it doesn't have to be family friendly, but keep it on like the... S- we'll give you... We'll, we'll do what we did what's like with the PG-13. We'll give you one... F word. One F word. That's all you got. Any other? Use it well, anything else is like is free game. Yeah. Any yeah. Anything else is free game. Limit the time to twenty seconds. Yeah, I'd say about that. Yeah. Limit the time to twenty seconds, and you can send us whatever, and it will be one of the post intro. Uh, excuse me. Promos. We'll call it a post intro promo. Yeah. So we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> let's try it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we'll give you one. We'll give you one F word. Keep try to keep it PG thirteen at the Please. best. What fresh hell did you just get us into, Caleb? I know, right? <laughs> like I'm just I'm trying to think of how bad it can get, but 
Actually, that's let's just say that's the only limitation. One F word. Okay. Anything else? There's goes. no other words that you don't like hearing. I, mean, I can think of one that I don't like hearing. Which one? The C word. Honestly, the C word's not that bad. Okay, that's just me, but that that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we we hope you don't use it. Yeah, we hope you don't. Yeah, but like, please try not to. But if you do, whatever. Rose will just cringe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like John from Ted. Be like, oh, I hate that word. <laughs> yeah, but send it to our email at channel at gmail dot com, and we will. Yeah, we'll get you on the the next one. Yes, and we'll we'll do it by like first come first serve. Yeah. So anyone who's the first one gets posted first, and then on from there. Keep going down the line. Yeah, just to see what kind of random shit we can. Yeah. Get. Actually, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, you know what I almost want to do? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Is if they... I hate st- hearing those I words. I know. I know. I know you do. But just to keep it interesting for both of us is just drop it in there and not listen to it beforehand. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I won't go that far. <laughs> I can imagine if I'm like showing my grandma like one of our episodes and it's one of those <laughs> friends. just not know what it is. <laughs> Dude, that would be f- I'd be grabbing for my phone so damn fast. Yeah, right. But grandma, I think it, I think it'd be anything. fun. To, I think it'd just be fun to have that interaction with people. Oh, it would. I, I completely agree. Yeah, so send us your promos, send us your 20 minute clip or 20 second clip. <laughs> 20, 20 second. 20 second. Send us your 20 second I mean, you, clip. You and... can send us 20 minutes, but we're only using 20 seconds of it. <laughs> but yeah, just to, let's just see what kind of random shit we can get. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> All right, on to Oscars. All right, so for best short documentary, the winner was learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. What? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what it's called. Learning to skateboard in a war zone, if you're a girl. I'm intrigued. What the shit? I'm intrigued. Okay. It looks interesting. Honestly. Really? Yeah, I might have to check that out. Um, For best sound editing, uh, Ford versus Ferrari won, uh, and that went to Donald Sylvester. I don't think either of us went for... Um, Four versus Ferrari. No. I think I went for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And I think I went Did you go for... Joker? I think I went for Joker too. Okay. Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh alright. After that, uh for best makeup and hairstyling, Bombshell won. And that was for I'm gonna butcher this name so bad. Kazuhiro to sushi to to sushi i don't know how to i'm sorry oh i'm horrible at names i uh, say we just do the movie okay sounds good to me all right but so okay so bombshell one did you vote for that i don't think i did we really should have wrote these down we did yeah, in years I think, past what's wrong uh, oh i think i said it it would have gone to 1917 did i say that too 
I think you did. Okay. Because the only other option was Joker. Yeah. Okay, I think we did both say 1917 then. Still need to see that movie. Yeah. All right. After that uh, is best film editing and Ford versus Ferrari one. And I want to say, didn't you vote for Jojo Rabbit? I did. Okay. I don't remember what I voted for. I don't either. I know it wasn't Ford versus Ferrari. It might have been. Might have been Joker. I guess I think you did Joker. Okay. We should have written this shit we really down. Have, I mean, we've done it in the past. Like, why didn't we do it this I don't one? Know, but we're zero for zero already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, so far, like, the, I I definitely do agree with these um, winners. They definitely do deserve it. Uh, next up, we got live action short film, and that went to The Neighbor's Window. Haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't either. And that wasn't one that we... No, but I mean, I'm just kind of reading them all. Best animated short film went to Hair Love. Hair Love? This one actually has really cool animation. I want to show you a picture really quickly. Speaking of animation, have you seen the Spark shorts on Disney Plus? No. So, I don't know what the the, the deal is with these, but either they got random artists or they they chose random people at Disney to make like a little short film. Oh. And animate it in like their style or like whatever oh, style cool. they wanted and a lot of them are really cool. Like so one of them that was animated in VR. Ooh. So like it I'm not sure if it has a VR version that you can like watch, but it's you kind of like follow like from one perspective, and it you, it kind of takes you along the story of this house. It's it's insane. Huh. It's really cool. Have to check um, these out then. And then another one was used. Oh, with like you know the like the comic, um, print. Oh like yeah, like the little dots. Yeah, one was animated with that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, I recommend it. I'll and they're see. like really short. They're really? like five minutes long. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay, I'll definitely be checking them out. Um, So that's how the animation for Hair Love looked. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right? I love that animation. Looks fantastic. Yeah. That's definitely one I want to check out. That's way cool. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, we have Best Production Design. I want. I believe I voted for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm I think you did. Okay. Yeah. What did you well, vote for? Let me see what. I mean, I won. Were. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I was going to give it to 1917. Good guess. I I honestly didn't expect Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to take it, but I'm happy they did. I need to sit down and watch that, but I don't. I've never had three hours to. Yeah, <laughs> to I spend. bought I bought it as a blind buy, and I still haven't watched it. Yeah, um, I'll let you know because I, I might have time this weekend. Okay, yeah, please let me know. Uh, next up, we got best costume design, and I think we both voted for this. Uh, Little Women. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. So, woo! That's awesome, Jacqueline Duran. Good job. Fantastic. Killed it. Uh, best visual effects. We both lost on this one. <laughs> Went to nineteen seventeen. I need to see that movie 
just because I want to see if it really beat it out. So someone pointed out a good point with the best visual effects that sometimes it doesn't matter with like, you know, like how like Marvel and like Star Wars like use like CGI or like stuff like kind of like that. 1917, it was more so kind of like the like atmospheric like effects or like, you know, like the kind of like shots that they had to do that kind of like had to make it feel like they were using an effect. That w- that sh- they need a cinematography category then. If they're going to do that, it should be visual effects. Have you seen the visual artists react videos? No. They had the most recent one is one of the I think he's one of the main supervisors, but he was the one that did a majority of the final action sequence for Avengers Endgame. Like they sit, were able to oh, sit down shit. with him, and he was able to talk through um, some of like the mistakes that they made and what they had to do, and talking about that big ass one shot animated. Do you honestly CGI. for that one amazing shot for just them all being assembled and just the visual effects alone that deserves an Oscar? Yeah, but he like he revealed so much about it. Like apparently, I thought that this was all like. That everything was handled by one uh, animation studio. Yeah, that's what it's I thought. It's not. Really? Yeah, they send it out to multiple different studios. Oh, shit. And they're like, hey, you're handling this, this, these scenes. You're handling these scenes. And that's fair. his company was like, you're handling the big freaking battle. And they're just like, shit. Yeah, and he says that the... Fr- so, when, you know when the... Uh, the impound explodes... The Avengers impound, the or what's it called? Oh, compound, compound. Oh, I was like impound. I'm like I'm thinking of like that scene where uh, the rat is. On. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, no, no, Wait, no. When does it explode? <laughs> no, when the Avengers compound explodes. Oh yeah, after Thanos attacks. Yeah. Okay. So he was saying that his their first render of that they took to Marvel, and Marvel's just like, "There's no way in hell anyone survived that." <laughs> <laughs> Because he said it was like a nuke freaking hitting. And they're like, we need something that is somewhat believable that our heroes made it out. <laughs> I love that. But That's so, funny. you know, the, the shot where it's like the one it's it looks like a one shot of the like with the CGI and they're kind of going around and showing all these people doing these different. It's just kind of like following okay, wait, around. What scene is this? It's in the f- the final battle, where it kind of cuts around and just showing like oh, the different yeah. fights, and then it ends with uh, Iron Man and Pepper. Yes, doing that. Yeah. So he was talking about that scene, and that was the first scene that they started working on, and it was the last scene that they finished. Real interesting. Yeah. The, the The video's amazing. Like we we. We're going to watch that when, okay, when, yes. when we're done. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's freaking dope. But Avengers Endgame should have won. If it was going off of atmospheric shit, that you need a cinematography category, and no one can convince me otherwise. I just think that's like how people like kind of backed up the reason 1917 won. Hey, yeah, least screw it- you guys. <laughs> 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 Trying to justify that shit. <laughs> hey, at least it didn't go to The Lion King. Or, I don't know. No, but the Lion it shouldn't King... have gone to Lion King. 
I know, but it still looked really beautiful. <laughs> it did. But I think the most beautiful shot was the real one. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Uh, and who can't forget the amazing visual effects in The Rise of Skywalker? Ugh. Oh, come on. You have to give it props. Okay, for, like, I'll give it props. It was pretty good. Yeah, come on. But I would like to formally flip off the people that decided to give us a seizure in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> so oh, take yeah. this middle finger and <laughs> shove it. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on before Caleb gets any more pissed. Uh, Not best, possible. <laughs> uh, best sound mixing went to 1917. And I don't think either of us voted for that. Nope. <laughs> we are killing this. Yeah. We only what well, we only got one right or you only have one right so far. Yeah. Okay, wait, you said like, oh, for best visual effects that they need to make cinematography category? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do actually have a Gosh damn it. <laughs> and guess who won? Nineteen seventeen poor shit. <laughs> best cinematography. You can't <laughs> Robert Deacons won. Good job, Robert Deacons. Congratulations. Do they show the clip that wins? Uh, I don't think it's a certain clip. It's just the movie. Yeah, it's overall. just the movie. That's bullshit. <laughs> when they're doing special effects, they should say this is the special effect that won. I think won. what they're like. I mean, I I think what might like stop Avengers Endgame from winning is like you get is like, the a, Academy being biased <laughs> against superhero movies. No, I think it's like the shots where you can totally tell that War Machine's body is CGI. It's like those parts that it kind of it doesn't take you out of the movie, but you're just like, uh, you're Marvel. Couldn't you have done a little better? I thought they did pretty good. They did, but like there there are some parts that I'm just like, okay, I can totally tell. That Don Cheadle actually isn't in that. You're not paying attention to the movie well enough if that bothers you. Well, okay, so it didn't bother me the first time, but, you know, like, watching Avengers Endgame so many times after, you do pick up on the little stuff. Bullshit. I cry <laughs> every single time oh, I've I watched that. Dude, okay, maybe not on t- I know, like, I sound evil. I don't... I, I don't still tear up on Tony's death, but I lose it every single time Natasha dies. Dude, I lose it on freaking Tony's death. I don't know. Dude, I lose it at all the deaths. <laughs> and the just... funeral. Like, I oh, freaking yeah. the break down. Still, the funeral still does kill me, but I don't know. Just Natasha's death just hit me a lot more personal. Mm. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and well, people are probably going to hate me for it, but you know what? I'm gonna, I don't, I don't I've know. watched the movie four times. That's it. I've watched it six. Yeah, well, I can't handle that much emotion <laughs> that many times. So I'm going to I yeah. I'm not saying I don't mute the sad parts. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, all right. Uh for best original song, Caleb actually took this one. Uh If I'm going to love me again, uh took it. <laughs> Freaking A. Written by Elton John and Bernie Toppin. So, yeah. Awesome shit. What just happened? So now it's one to one. Yep. All right. Next, best adapted screenplay. And Taika Waititi won it for Jojo Rabbit. Freaking yep, Yeah, you t- yep, you wanted that. What did you vote for? Because uh, didn't you vote for him too? Uh, no, I think I wrote. I voted for Greta Gerwig. 
for the little women. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you did too. So, Alright, two to one. Yeah. Uh, Bitches. <laughs> best documentary feature, American Factory One. Uh, best original screenplay. I don't think either of us got this. Uh, Han Jin Jin Woon, uh, one for Parasite. Yeah, neither of us got yeah. that. Uh, best foreign language film, Parasite One. Awesome. Caleb is so mad about. They this. are so. They are trying so freaking hard to not let superhero movies win that they'll go to foreign films before they go to superhero. I've heard though, Parasite is amazing. I can't. It freaking I- better be. <laughs> <laughs> If it's not better than Joker, I'm going to flip a bitch. Right? (laughs) No, if it's not better than Joker, I will go all Joker on this movie. Uh, Tell him you get what you deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Alright, here's one that really pissed Caleb off. Best animated feature. Gosh damn it. Went to Toy Story 4. Woo! Now it's two to two. Yep. Yeah, that's horse shit. So now there was nothing in Toy Story four that was more beautiful than How to Train Your Dragon three. Woody saying goodbye to his friends. That's not a beautiful. I thought it was animated bullshit. No, it was a beautiful moment. It wasn't a beautiful oh, like beautiful, animated scene. The beginning of Toy Story four. How amazing that ra- that opening scene of that rain that looked freaking realistic. What about the freaking flying through the dragon cave? I could still tell that was animated. This you could like- tell it was animated. <laughs> Toy Story Four that looked like real life. Like I couldn't even tell that was animation until you know, of course, like bullshit. <laughs> no, bull right. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know where to say. <laughs> You're bullshit. That's what it is. <laughs> You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. P- people, uh, listeners. Fans. <laughs> Did you think that the beginning of Toy Story 4 with that rain scene with Bo Peep uh, getting uh, taken away. Did you think when they first like showed the, the house that it looked real? Like it did not look animated. That shit looked Bull real. Bullshit. No. Bull right. <laughs> like back me up on this people please. It looked realistic. It That just proves how amazing Pixar has come. Sounds like we need come. another poll. I think we do need, well, we didn't even do the poll that we talked about. I actually did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I po- see it. I, d- I posted it a little late. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> well, I post, okay, hold up before you get all aggressive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, so I posted it a little bit later than we said we were going to. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, but we only ended up getting two votes, and... The consensus was that it was Ghibli, and that's on Instagram. Let me see on Twitter. And you were going for Ghibli, right? I was saying Ghibli. Damn it. Because you kept correcting me, freaking asshole. That was comedy gold. <laughs> yeah. Let, um. Keep reading on. I'll find All the, right. the uh, other So poll. after Caleb got pissed off with best anime feature, uh, best original music score went to... Star Wars. I'm just kidding. What's a Joker? Hell yeah, it did. I kind of. John Williams deserved at least one Oscar. And you ended up voting for him yeah. because you felt bad. I didn't feel bad. I mean, I felt he deserved it. But did, you voted for Joker, right? 
Yeah, okay. I did. So it's I freaking love that score. Is it three to four or three to three? Uh, one, two, one, two, two, two. Okay. three to oh, is it three, three to three? Oh, three to three. Okay. All right. Uh, best director. Neither of us got this. Uh, Bung Joon Ho for Parasite. That's awesome, though. Like, congratulations. I think you voted for Todd Phillips, and I voted for Quentin Tarantino. All I have to say, your movie better freaking blow me away. <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern won for Marriage Story. For Best Actress, we got Renee Zellweger, who won for Judy. And I don't think uh, Best Supporting Actress, we got any, because uh, I voted Florence Pugh, and then who did you vote for? Did you vote Laura Dern? Because if you did shit. Uh, I I think I also went with... Oh, I think I went with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. Damn it, so neither of us won. And I just found the, the poll for on Twitter. Yeah. We got five votes on that, and <laughs> 80% said it's Ghibli. Damn it! Yeah, but 20 say Ghibli. <laughs> I love you 20%. <laughs> All right, so Best Actress, Renee Zellweger won for Judy. Uh, I think I voted for Scarlett Johansson. Or wait, no, I voted for Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Right. Who did I... I, thought... I think... Did you vote Scarlett It wasn't again? Renee Zellweger. I th- it was either Charlize Theron or ScarJo. It might have been ScarJo. Where's your... Oh, you voted for her twice. Oh, shit. Where's your love for Saoirse? Hey, I like Saoirse, but I freaking love Scarlett Johansson. That's fair. All right. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think we both voted I for I think Tom we Hanks. both called that. <laughs> we did call that, but we both wanted Tom Hanks to win. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's still three, three to three. three. Uh, this one, we both get a point. Uh, best Actor went to Joaquin Phoenix for his portrayal in Joker. Damn freaking straight. Yes. So, four to four. Four to four. Oh, shit. It's going to be a tie. <laughs> best Picture went to Parasite, and neither of us voted for that. Nope. But congratulations to Parasite. That's amazing. Yeah. Caleb like Watch- I said, all you b- your movie better freaking blow my mind. <laughs> Have you watched their acceptance speech? No. Watch it. It's beautiful. Is it? Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Like, honestly, there's a part where, because, like, they bring, like, everybody up that had, like, anything to do with this movie. And there's a part where, because, you know, of course, like, you know, some of them have to have translators. Right. Um, But there's one part where the Academy starts, like, um, dimming the lights. And Tom Hanks and, like, everybody's just like, no, up, 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 back with the lights. They're like, no, you're not cutting these people off. They get their chance to shine more. I'm like, Yeah. Freaking Tom Hanks, yeah, dude. Right? <laughs> we we were all rooting for you. Uh, so yeah, that's all the. So it's a tie. Yeah. So shit. What do we do with the tie? I don't think it was really rock any... paper scissors. Okay. Well, actually, no. Remember, I was counting as fail points. Uh, so we both so it's get three failed. to three. And you actually get an extra two. That's because true. actually. Actually, so I get one additional because there was a movie that I was supposed to watch. Okay. Another movie I was supposed to watch. Yeah. I forgot which one. I'm pretty sure it was Spirited Away. But I Yeah, but we never made that a set thing that 
we needed to watch it by a certain date. But we had two movies. Okay. It was we had two movies each. Oh, I just because we were. I think we were both supposed to watch Spirited Away. Oh, I didn't know that we set a certain date that we had to watch Spirited Away by. Oh, I'm trying to be nice. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay, yeah. because it's we get a point each yeah. for not watching Spirited Away yet. Okay. But you get an additional one I because you didn't watch Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. Asshole. I'm and sorry. I watched Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. Yep. And not bad. <laughs> is it the best Scooby-Doo movie? Uh, no. Then what is the best Scooby-Doo movie? Uh, uh, I'm not well versed in Scooby-Doo movies, but I know it's not the best. I'll get back to you on that one. Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, what do you say after that? Well, okay, so we both... So, I got two points, you got one point, right? Reference fail points? Yep. Okay, alright. So, you are losing by one point. Shit, okay. Alright, well. <laughs> I guess I better start getting ready for what... I want to get you by the end of the month because I don't think there's any way I'm going to be able to fail you. But we'll see. Uh, All right. What do you say we move on to the main event? I say let's do it. All right. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Alright, so before we get into our main event of the evening, which will be our All Rose breakdown of Birds of Prey and the I'm not going to say the rest of the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a couple of answers from our bros. Uh, we posted a question earlier this week. and uh, <laughs> no, Earlier today. <laughs> earlier today. Oh, my bad. Not much you can tell. I really suck at checking our uh, Facebook, and su- I'm I'm pretty good at Instagram, but not Facebook. Um, but yeah, anyway, and uh, I'm I'm better. So the reason I'm not so good with Facebook is because no one ever responds. Yeah, to that's us how I am Facebook. too. Like I, yeah. So I'm more active on Twitter than anything. Oh, Instagram's my go-to. I love Instagram. Yeah. Well, anyway, you manage that. That's true. The only thing I do is the officialist official posts yes but caleb would you like to say what question we asked and the responses we got yes so i asked two because i wasn't i was planning on people not having seen this movie okay because of how low the opening weekend was yeah if it was more popular i think i would have just made it one, but so I made it two. You know what's really really quickly? You know what's really sad? Sonic's projected to make more than this movie in its opening weekend. Dude, freaking better. <laughs> like, some people put their jobs on the line. Yeah, they did. So I'm really hoping it does. But anyway, back to Birds of Prey. Yeah. So I asked, what do you think could help DC improve their movies? Or, if you had seen Birds of Prey, where would you rank it in the list of DCEU movies? And we got quite a bit of responses. Oh, boy. What the fuck was that? That was my attempt at Mickey Mouse. Excuse it, because it was very horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's start off on the Instagram. Ooh. 
Uh, we got a response from the Broskies podcast at Broskies podcast. The they said Birds of Prey tried too hard, not good. And I do agree, it was busy. It, but it, it was, was pretty enjoyable. It was. I, I really. I mean, I feel it was. It wasn't as busy as like Suicide Squad or like Justice League. That is true. It was more with the action sequences that were very like it was a lot. It was, and I mean, I know it's called like Birds of Prey, and you like barely see them actually become the Birds of Prey until the end. But I feel that it honestly they made it work. Like that wasn't a problem for me. Yeah, they did make it work. Um, but they honestly really should have just called this movie Harley Quinn. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, we will agree with you on that, Broskies. Um, we should just they combine did try our to name, the All Broskies. The All Broskies. <laughs> there we go. Crossover uh, we've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I, th- I think saying it's not good is a little harsh, but... I really, I enjoyed it. Like, I walked out of the theater band, I had a good time. This was a fun movie. Yeah. We respect your opinion. Yes, like we do. no one Very has to so. like this movie, but yeah. us personally, we enjoyed this. Yes. Uh, moving on to Twitter, we got an answer from Shy, our friend at Friday Night Movies, uh, but from his Such personal account guy. at Pancake Four Table. Uh, he said they need to take a page from their TV shows and animated features, which are excellent. Scale back the effects, focus on character and story. He said, sure, Batman 1989 and Batman Begins were big budget, but they don't seem as grotesque in their use of CG and nonsense as Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Amen, brother. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, Yeah, they need to just dial it back a tad. I mean, Marvel gets away with it because a lot of their heroes need some very heavy CG. They do, but they can... They can get away with some lighter stuff. Like, I think you need heavier CG for Superman. Mm-hmm, like you, Green Lantern and stuff like that. Yeah, but like with Batman, those. you Batman need does anything. Yeah, with Batman, you don't need shit. Yeah. If you have good wire work, you can get away with not doing shit with Batman. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Wonder Woman would need some... Bat- I definitely agree Batman versus Superman was a bit much. Um, CG-wise. Tuesday. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> um, and Man of Steel was a bit much because I feel the destruction yeah. shouldn't have been as freaking catastrophic yeah, like, as it was. Damn! <laughs> like, holy shit! <laughs> it's just like, just uh, like you know what? Your heart out. Yeah, like, and I have such a hard time believing that they rebuilt Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously, though. <laughs> think everyone had been like you know what we're just going to cut our losses and move to gotham <laughs> but <laughs> yeah definitely they need to dial it back yeah and it, it's so weird seeing how good they are with their animated stuff and how shit they are with their live action yeah like what the hell like i know arrow just ended uh it's uh run and i heard I mean, I I I can't remember the last time I watched Tarot, but I heard that the series ended on a very strong note. Yeah, I think that what they were going for, they wanted to end before they were kicked out. 
Which is very smart, I think. Very smart. And they were able to leave the door open for a new show to take over. Yeah. Because I think they were going to switch over to, like, a Birds of Prey thing. Like, a show where I think his daughter, Green Arrow's daughter, takes over as Green Lantern and joins forces with uh, some of the Canaries. Wait, his daughter takes over as Green Lantern? What? Green Arrow. I was like, Gosh, damn wait, it. what? Um, <laughs> so she got superpowers and he didn't? What the hell is up with that? <laughs> well, that's horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's just... Get someone to write you an animated story and just throw real people in it. I'm honestly, It's not like, that hard. It's not. I'm wondering... Because um, I've actually always wondered this. Because, you know, like with like Green Arrow and Hawkeye... When they're on set, you know, like, of course, they're not actually shooting an arrow. It's, you know, like, they're dry firing it, and they have to add the arrow CG later. I'm honestly wondering how much it costs to CGI all of those arrows. It's a question I've always wondered. Like, do you think it's that much? I wouldn't think that it is. Okay. Like, so, what I imagine you have to do with the arrows is kind of get your three-dimensional space. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, kind of set up, which I I know you can do that on most videos. Like, just kind of set up up your three-dimensional space. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of putting an arrow, like, just kind of animating the arrow. And just shooting it off in whatever direction it would go in. Yeah. Okay. But, even, like, even with that, it doesn't have to be in the frame very long. Like, I'm assuming that... The only thing you have to get right is the direction. Yeah. I've just always wondered that. Because, I mean, it's clear to see that they're not shooting real arrows. I mean, I sure as hell hope they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. Some Um, PAs getting screwed. I mean, I know Jeremy Renner, uh, like, maybe, like, for some shots, he said that he does shoot a real arrow, but it's kind of, like, more so just test shots. But for the most part, they are just CGI'd in. I think it's with shots that you can see where it's going. Okay. More, like, target stuff. Yeah. I don't care how much Jeremy Renner practices, there's no way he could pull and load as fast as Hawkeye can. Yeah, no joke. I, like, that's physically impossible, in my it's opinion. It's not physically impossible. Okay, okay. Have you seen some, like, professional archers? Okay, okay, yeah, okay, it's not physically impossible, but it's going to take some time. <laughs> like, he would literally have to dedicate the rest of his days to the role of Hawkeye. I mean, you say that like it's a bad thing. That's true. Oh, I'm sure he would love that. I'm sure he would love that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Shy, yes, with, for your you. answer. Moving on to the next one we got is from the hashtag No Offense Show at HTNOS. Uh, he said nothing, absolutely nothing. Day late and a dollar short. What? So yeah, I I kind of like specified him just like uh what. <laughs> And he says that they should admit defeat and move on to other projects, but they'll probably just keep rebooting everything every few years like they've been doing forever. But I thought they only rebooted Batman and Superman. Well, they've done multiple variations of Batman and Superman. Okay. I mean, they've done less Superman, but yeah. they've done a shit ton of Batman. Uh, yeah, got that right. Yeah. Um, I do think that... They just kind of need to chill with trying to set up a universe. I feel they have. It seems like they have. I, I'm not sure about that. Because Shazam like... introduced 
the, supposedly the ca- the Cavill Superman. I thought that's he... if I know it wasn't Cavill. I know it was the Superman wasn't Cavill, but I thought I thought the director came out and said that was just like a funny tease. Like it's not supposed to mean anything. Really? Yeah. But it was Superman. Yeah, but still, it's just kind of like a fun. Cameo. It doesn't. Ca- I don't care what he says. It it means something. Uh, well, not to him. It's kind of just a fun cameo. Uh, well, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they need to. They need to do something. They need to like try to guide everything in the direction. Like, I am super impressed with DC, and if Warner Brothers had anything to do with like the CW shows, I am beyond impressed with how they were able to handle the multiverse. They handled oh, yeah. it so well. That's something Marvel hasn't been able to do yet. No, like. Oh, they handled that damn near flawlessly. That, yeah, that whole Flash thing was yeah. freaking awesome. Oh my gosh, like Marvel, why couldn't you guys do that? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm wondering if that's where it's going to go with these Disney Plus shows. So, I mean, only time will tell once yeah. we see WandaVision. But, yeah, I think their other projects need to be more TV focused. I can agree um, our next response is from our friends at the NE Podcast, at NE Pod Will Do. Uh, they said they should sh- they should have used Flashpoint as a restart and done it right. Stay gritty, learn or hire people that understand the source material better, and find a way to get out of WB. Yes, yes, F yes. Quit elbowing my shit, Rose. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said you didn't even like this. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean you get to elbow it whenever you want. <sighs> Absolutely. They need their own studio. Yep. They need to they need to separate themselves because Warner Brothers is cutting in too much. They are. Absolutely. They're so focused on pleasing everyone, it's it's doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. I think what DC needs to do is step away, open their own studio that obviously is funded by WB, but is its own entity. And they need a fan. Like they need a Kevin Feige for the DC universe. Yeah. And good luck getting one though. Okay, is Jim Lee still alive? Who? Jim Lee? I don't know actually. Let's find out. Because I think he would be a really decent fit. I know he's like more an artist for everything. Because I I know like we've gotten the Jim Lee DC hero figures, like those. Um, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's, is. Uh, he's fifty five. Fifty five. I think he could handle that. Because I think he's done the storylines. I I would actually love to see him uh, tackle. Yeah, uh, they need length films. Not even, like, I don't, he just needs to, like, produce them. Like, just, he needs to be the one that kind of, like, the movies go through to get, like, the filter and not go through frickin' Warner Brothers. Like, he needs to be, like, the magnifying glass. And he needs to be what, every input that Warner Brothers gets, he needs to be the magnifying glass that puts the movies on point. So it's more of a single focused instead of a shit ton 
of opinions coming from everyone. Yeah, I like that. They need that to like set up their their universe, and obviously, they're not going to be able to do what Marvel's doing right now. No, not at the point that they're at. But they can start anew easily, yeah. and if they do Flashpoint, yes, they can. But yeah, do just take your the Flashpoint, take the Flash movie, and just do a soft reboot of the DCEU. Very easy to do. Like, Very. dude, how crazy would that be if this, be, like, if they did the Flashpoint, and then after he goes back and tries to fix everything, it becomes like what they did in the comics, and it's the new Fifty Two storyline. That would be, and then awesome. every, and then it's like everything kind of gets its its like soft reset. You can have all of the actors that you want. I mean, Robert Pattinson can still be in it. You can recast Henry Cavill if you want. You can keep Gal Gadot. You can keep, like, you can keep, you can pick and choose who you want. Yeah. Dude, I'd love that. Yeah, just pick and choose your 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 starting blocks for the DCEU and just build off of them. It's not that freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as big of a, f- DC fan, so that I'm no, I'm not either. But so. this is something that they could easily do that I think would be a great idea because all I want is good superhero movies. Yeah, that's that's what I, I think. That's what any fan wants. Yeah, and I want <laughs> what I ultimately want is a DC or Marvel, preferably Marvel, because Marvel fanboy for life. <laughs> I want Marvel to beat Scorsese at Best Picture one time before I freaking die. That's all I want. Okay, yeah, but that's kind of you're asking. You're at, that because I don't know how many more films Scorsese's gonna make, and also how do you how do you know that they're gonna be released the exact same year? They and- freaking better. <laughs> they will figure it out. <laughs> Dude, I'm so bitter against Scorsese. I can tell. <laughs> but thank you guys over at NE Podcast for. Get me all riled up. <laughs> I know it was my own fault, but still. Um, our next response comes from Colby Mac at Colby Told Me. Uh, so he actually ranked the movies. Okay. So he, his order is Wonder Woman, number one. Excellent choice. Birds of Prey, Shazam, Man of Steel. Batman vs. Superman, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, and then Justice League. Okay, list very, very good. I, I'm, so, I would, I'm sorry, I gotta switch the, the last two. Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad is Justice worse League? than Justice League. In my opinion, I, I that's think that's me. the only one I would disagree with. Two. I mean, I like I Justice have... League a lot, but I would definitely. It is that low. Yeah. Um. Birds of Prey and Shazam, right now, it's a coin flip for me. Dude, same. But I don't know. Uh, I might actually like Shazam a little more. Just because Zachary Levi was so much fun to watch. Yeah, but Margot Robbie was a lot of fun to watch. She was. And, uh, and, ah, damn it. <laughs> Maybe by the end of our review, I'll decide. <laughs> <laughs> But over a very, very good list. Mm-hmm. I agree with it strongly. Mostly. Just have a few tweaks. 
Uh, next up, we got DC Fanverse Abdul hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And I, I love you to, for putting that. I forgot to put his Caleb. I know. May Neptune have mercy on your soul. Shit, where was his response? Oh, here he is. Uh, at DC Fanverse. Okay. I probably should just be able to guess that. Uh, he said, <laughs> to be honest, the movies are not bad apart from two or so. I reckon it will do well for them if they make a long-term plan of what the main story arc should be and give the job to writers to incorporate that backstory into their solo movies. Something like Marvel did. And I absolutely yeah, agree. Strongly, strongly agree. Yeah. And he also said, or he gave us a ranking as well. Oh. Uh, said it's based on story, graphics, cameos, and most important factor, epicness. Uh, so his list was Man of Steel, number one, then Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman v Superman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Justice League, and then Suicide Squad. Right. Good ranking. Yeah, for epicness, I definitely agree with this list. Yeah, I, I do too. It's like all the other parts where it kind of falls apart. <laughs> just a little bit. Like I'm sorry. I mean, this is just just because the more I watch the movie, the more I I seem to kind of like less enjoy it. Uh, but Aquaman would not be that high for me. That's just me though. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, DC fanverse. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, next we got Pi E4L at let's with a Z be honest with a zero. Uh, they said in second place, followed by Aquaman. Good choreo- choreography. It's humorous, gorgeous actresses, and they said they enjoyed it very much. Mm. And they are. 100% yeah, correct. <laughs> very, very nice review. Short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Nolan Roberts at Nolan Roberts 17. They said, I feel they're trying too hard to establish a universe and not hard enough on individual stories. Birds of Prey was definitely one of the better ones, but still could have improved in a couple areas. Cannot agree yeah. with you more. They, they tried to jump the gun. And tried to get what Marvel has really freaking quick. Way too quick. I mean, they were three movies in before Justice League came out, right? I feel like they were less. Well, wasn't it? Um, they had Wonder Woman before. So it was Man, so so it was I think Man it was of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then Wonder Woman. Yeah, yep. and then Justice League. So Justice League was their fourth film. Yeah. Well, well wait. What did Marvel have? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> okay, okay, so Marvel what do we had do the math. <laughs> Marvel had Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, and then Captain America the First Avenger. So they had five. They had, and then okay. it was the Avengers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> like, we better do our math really fast. <laughs> that could have ended badly. Yeah, but you, Nolan, you hit it right on the freaking head. They need to work on individual stories yeah. until they get to the flashpoint, 
and Duke just kind of their soft reboot of the universe. Yeah, team stuff is off limits right now. Yeah. Team ups, I'm not against. But like an ensemble team is no. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. Like you okay, at the max that DC can do right now that I will that is acceptable is doing the triad. Okay. All right. Other than that, leave everyone else alone. <laughs> I mean, hell, you can even build a new, a new Justice League if you really wanted to. No, don't say that. No, like I'm I'm dead serious. You can build a new Justice League. But they set it up at the end of Justice League that there's room for more. I'm sorry. I really like Justice League, so I actually wanted a sequel to that movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they need to just they need to do what they did in Justice League Unlimited and just focus on other members. <laughs> like, I think, so Black Adam, so they need to focus more with who they've established. They need, I, th- I you're okay keeping Aquaman. You're okay keeping Wonder Woman. You can, Shazam, he needs to join. <sighs> Cyborg and Flash leave alone until they get their own movies. Introduce Martian Manhunter. Introduce Green Lantern. I think Hawkman is going to be in the Black Adam movie. So oh, bring in yeah. bring in Hawkman. Or Hawk Girl. I don't give a shit. Yeah, either or. Just bring in one of the Hawks. And I think you could have a pretty kick-ass movie. You really could. I agree. I'm trying to think. And then, like I said, what actually what I said and what any podcast said, re- restart with Flashpoint and then just kind of keep the pieces that you want and you can be a little bit more picky it's just you need that reset yeah uh, so yeah so I feel a lot of studios have done that I mean that's what they did for Halloween 2018 yeah ignored straight up <laughs> yeah. straight up even ignored Halloween 2 they're like nope Michael was arrested that night locked up for 40 years and here he is now <laughs> But I feel it, it worked, so it's all right. All right, our next response comes from Simon at all caps, moviefan99 underscore. Uh, he said he hasn't seen Birds of Prey yet, so he'll answer the first question. Hire better writers. Said Shazam managed to be relatively enjoyable due to Sandberg's direction, but hiring the writers of films such as Earth to Echo and Turbo maybe wasn't the best thing to do. It's not a very well-written film, honestly. I I, I can't argue him with that, and I had no idea those were the writers they chose. Dude, I, I didn't believe him. I was just like, uh And I Googled it, and I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, it's real hard to argue. <laughs> yeah, I was not a big fan of Turbo. That's what a DreamWorks worse. Uh, and they <laughs> they drag, drag Ryan Reynolds into it. Yeah. That's what sucked most about it. And Sam, Well, actually, I feel Samuel L. Jackson will do a lot. Yeah, but we all know that his career is not going to end ever. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That's very true. All right, and the last response we got, I had a, like a decent conversation with all these people, so thank you for being so just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pleasant or cool? Pleasant, yeah. 
interactive. There we That's go. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. So there's a lot more that I I've said to these people. Um, but yeah, it's rated R. So you can't, no, it's, it's not rated kidding, R. It's just I said a, we we had a decent <laughs> conversation, and I we don't have time to read off everything that I freaking said. Damn. Um, I do feel like there was someone that wrote in. Last minute? Yeah, but it was more talking to Simon. Oh, okay. Because he was going off and saying that, um, like, the whole who the, who the writers were. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We also got Jay at Little Film E uh, said writer of Birds of Prey was the writer for Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. You've seen Bumblebee, right? I have seen Bumblebee, uh, and it wasn't terrible. It was I. It was a really good Transformers movie. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then we also got a response from Sunny Day at Little Lost Sunny. They said writing is not Birds of Prey's strongest suit. Uh, loved it. But that was in spite of the script. I haven't seen any other DCEU movies and only a handful of MCU ones in their entirety. Not my genre by any stretch, but I dug Birds of Prey. All right. Yeah. I just, I, what did I tell her? Because <laughs> I said something funny. At least I thought it was I funny. Mean, you're missing out, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I said we, we appreciate her take, but it fills our soul with a burning sadness. Yeah. And I said, but we respect it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Great response. Yeah. And then Simon and her went kind of went off on their own their own deal. Just talking about like how they're not super into like the MCU. Uh, my heart. I know, right? <laughs> I go cry myself anyway. to sleep tonight. So yeah, that's all of our responses. So thank you, all of you. I'll be sure to make a post about the shoutouts. And since there's a shit ton of you, <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm gonna have to do a separate post from the one that I do on everywhere else. So with that, I think we can move on to our breakdown of Birds of Prey. We can. Let's do it. All right. So if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split a movie into eight different categories. We broke it down to story. We have writing, acting, character development, the overall effects, music, costumes. And then at the end, we give our own personal grade. And then that gives us our All Bros breakdown score of our movie. So, with that, Rose is going to read us a synopsis of the movie. So, if you have not seen it, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. So, reading with Rose. Here we go. Still trying to come up with a better name for that, but that's all I got so far. All right. Harley Quinn narrates the events of her life leading up to when, sometime after the Enchantress defeat, the Joker breaks up with Harley, throwing her out on the streets of Gotham City. She's taken in by Doc, the elderly owner of a Chinese restaurant. 
Recovering from her abusive relationship, Harley cuts her hair, adopts a spotted hyena, whom she names after Bruce Wayne. That Take, was funny. That was so funny, especially because, you know, like, uh, she has him uh, eat the owner. That was great. <laughs> uh, she takes up roller derby and blows up the Ace Chemicals plant where she pledged herself to the Joker. I honestly expected them to kill Jerry Leto's Joker in this movie, or at least, like, somewhat tease it. But, no, she just blew up Ace Chemicals. Yeah. And how much bigger of a freaking FU can you get than blowing up where you guys fell in love? Yep. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, at a nightclub owned by gangster Roman Sionis, Harley cripples Roman's driver and meets burlesque singer Dina Lance. Okay, the part when she jumped on his legs, I'm like, damn! I'm like, oh, I felt that. Dude, she- right? <laughs> And I was in the one of the, I was in a luxury lounger, and I was just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. same, same, like, ah. but in all honesty, the dude deserved it. <laughs> he did. Kudos to the uh, effects and prop department because you guys made that look so realistic. <laughs> dude, there was a lot of shit where you're just like, oh, yeah. All right, uh, Dinah later, Dinah, right? Dinah. Okay. Dinah later rescues an intoxicated Harley from an attempted abduction. That w- that was really nice for her. That was really cool. That uh, was a little yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, okay, so like they're really pushing this R rating. Yeah, I'm like, I don't really want to see that happen to Harley. Hell no, I not without some retribution. Yeah, exactly. But I think that happened. Yeah. Uh, impressed by Dinah's, Dinah's skills, Roman at- appoints her as his new driver. Gotham City Police Department Detective Rene Montoya investigates a series of mob killings carried out by a crossbow-wielding vigilante. Finding Harley's necklace at the scene of the Ace Chemicals explosion, Montoya notes that Harley is in danger without the Joker's protection. She approaches Di- Dinah about being an informant on Roman for them, but Dinah rejects the offer. Roman sends Dinah and his sadistic right-hand man, Victor... I forget how to say his last name. Zaz. Zaz, thank you. To retrieve a diamond embedded with the account numbers to the fortune of the Bert- Bertoli- Bertinelli... Bertinelli. Thank you. Bertinelli crime family. <laughs> I'm killing this. Once again, I kill it every single week. Who were massacred years ago. Young pickpocket Cassandra Kane steals the diamond from Zaz but is arrested and swallows the diamond. That, I'm like, okay. That's going to come back to bite you in the ass, little girl, but okay. Apparently it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, swallows it. Harley, fleeing from Montoya and several other people she has wronged, is captured by Roman's men. Zaz informs Roman that, Cons- that Cassandra has the diamond and Dina warns Dinah. Is it Dina or Dinah? Dinah. It is Dinah. Okay, sorry, I keep asking that. Dinah warns Montoya about Cass. As Roman prepares to have Harley killed, she offers to recover the diamond for him. Roman agrees, but also places a bounty on Cass. Breaking into the Gotham City Police Department with a variety of non lethal grenade launcher rounds. This was a really cool scene. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was freaking hilarious. I would like to report a crime. Oh, yeah, what's that? This. That was was great. Classic Harley. Uh, Harley frees Cassandra, and the pair escape to the evidence warehouse. 
They are ambushed by a number of goons, but manage to kill them all. She and Cassandra bond while hiding out at Harley's apartment. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, so she was getting attacked by this bearded dude, and she lit his beard on fire. <laughs> I flipped out. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Dude, that whole slow motion fight scene in like because of like the sprinklers got turned on, that was amazingly choreographed. Oh my gosh, that was so cool. That was a mm. That was some great camera work too. Because that, was. that wasn't all that wasn't CGI, was no, it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. If it was, holy shit. Yeah, like, bravo. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. But if it wasn't freaking spot on yeah. cinematography. Uh, Doc is approached for information by the crossbow killer. Great joke coming up about that. (laughs) (laughs) Who is revealed to be Helena Bertinelli. Having survived her family's massacre and becoming trained as an assassin, Helena has been targeting each of the gangsters responsible for the murders of her family. Quinn's apartment is bombed by criminals looking for Cass after Doc betrayed Harley and sold them out. This was so sad. Like, Doc, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's like just business, kid. I don't give a shit, dude. I was straight up thinking Harley was gonna wreck him. I was hoping that she would. That'd been awesome. Uh, Harley calls Roman and offers to turn Cassandra over in exchange for his protection, agreeing his protection, agreeing to meet at an abandoned amusement park. Dina notifies Montoya of the. Rendezvous? I'm... Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Wow, I wasn't even close. <laughs> Rendezvous. <laughs> Rendezvous. Oh my gosh. Of the rendezvous, while Zaz notices De- Dinah's tre- treacherous text message en route to the park and informs Roman. Okay. Zaz was weird. He was, and he was also a dick. Yeah. Just... He was kind of he... a bit of a clingy... Dude, yeah, and the fact especially that he got, to Roman, yeah, the fact that he got off so much on cutting people's faces off. Well, you knew what, like you, he explained all the scars on him, right? Yeah, he put one on his for each woman that he's, he's yeah. Killed. But Ugh. I, I, I think in the comics, like he has all of those marks, yeah, but they're more like tallies than just like scars. Just like I, I appreciate, like... I appreciated the character design where it's just scars, not really. Like tallies, I yeah, I think that actually that actually counts sounds cooler. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Like, I think it was just maybe a step below what they did with Killmonger, and oh yeah, because like he said that all of the little whatever those were were dots. for yeah the dots. dots yeah all the dots were for um, confirmed kills of his, but I like the whole the scars thing. Yeah. Look, it was creepy, but like kind of really cool. But I know in the video games, at least, he has all the scars for just people in general that he's killed, not just women. In this, it was more like women. Damn. Yeah, which was sick. Very, very sick. Uh, let's see. Devastated by Dinah's betrayal, Roman dons his reticulist, ritualistic, wow, mask, from which he gets his villainous nickname, Black Mask. 
I thought it worked actually very well. It looked pretty badass with it on. I think it did too. I couldn't quite... I thought it was wood. It did look like that. Yeah, but when he was like... So when they were in the the amusement park area, when he would talk, it looked like the jaw was like flexing. So I couldn't tell if it was like supposed to be rubber or like wooden. I gotta go see it again now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the park, Montoya confronts Harley, but is knocked out of a window. Zaz arrives and tranquilizes Harley before holding Dinah at gunpoint. He is killed by Helena, who reveals Zaz was the last of her family's killers. Montoya returns, and a standoff ensues until they realize Roman has arrived with a small army of masked criminals known collectively as the False Face Society. Using Quinn's old gear, the makeshift team successfully withstand and repel their attack. Okay, I want to I wanna see if you know, because maybe it's just something I missed. Okay, so you know like when they're, like, they open like Harley's thing, and like they're like looking at all this stuff, like classic stuff, and you see like the classic like Harley costume. It's like all the stuff that was in that um, uh, briefcase or whatever its case in Suicide Squad. Wasn't that the exact? Wasn't that like the exact same case? It might have been. I I don't know. Okay, because if it was, how the hell did she get it there? Because wasn't that? Uh, I mean, poli- maybe the Joker took it. Okay, yeah. for her, I don't know. Okay, that- a lot of this, like, I did appreciate that scene a lot. Because she's just like, I was just like, serious, like, you have a cabinet full of weapons, like, this is such bullshit, and then she opens it, and it's, like, empty, and I'm just like, ah, this is great. <laughs> and then they had, like, the the one with all of her stuff in it. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, all of her classic gear. Like, so, I it was her daddy's little monster shirt that yeah. she had in Suicide Squad. And then wasn't it her pudding necklace? Uh, pretty sure that her pudding necklace was in there yeah she also had like a garter not a garter what is it a corset oh yes and i think that's more of a and more following like the animated uh harley quinn the one in the uh the animated show on dc universe kaylee cuoco yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's supposed to be like more of an attribute to that okay. Harley. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but I know Harley's worn a corset before, hmm. but it wasn't like it wasn't her normal like the red and black jumpsuit. Oh, no, we thought, never saw that. We didn't. Oh, no. I thought we did. Oh, my bad. No, I don't think we saw that. Okay. No, it was just the corset that looked like that. Oh, okay. All right, that makes more sense. Uh, okay, yeah, using Quinn's old gear, the makeshift team successfully withstand and repel their attack. During the battle, Cass is captured by Roman, while Montoya is shot. She survives due to her wearing Harley's bulletproof bustier. Is it bustier or bustier? It's that corset. Okay. I don't know. Is it a, it might be a bustier. I thought, I always thought it was a bustier. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dinah reveals her metahuman ability of supersonic level of screaming. Yeah, that came out of freaking nowhere. <laughs> and Caleb and his wife agree with me. It t- Brielle, sorry, uh, it takes you out of the movie. It does because they didn't. It they didn't 
introduce it earlier. Yeah. Like, I would have much preferred if they would have, like, if they would have hinted at it a little yeah, bit. Then I would be, okay, like, I get that. But n- no, like, it, because of how unrealistic it seems for that, it just takes you out of the movie. I know that's her superpower, but still. Yeah, so I knew that was her superpower because I watched the, the Arrow show and they have multiple black canaries in there that have the canary cry. And so for one of them, it's like a device around their neck. And the other one, it is a metahuman ability. Okay. And yeah, straight up, I was like sitting there and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I was like thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know if Brielle knows who Black Canary is. Like, and then I kind of leaned over and I'm like, hey, do you know, like, how much do you know about Black Canary? And she's like, nothing, just from whatever's in this movie. And I'm like, so did this come out of nowhere for you? And she's like, yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, just kind of wondering what her power is. And I'm like, well, that's her power. And yeah. Like, they should have hinted at it a little they bit sh- better. Other than, like, like, the barely a hint is when she shattered the glass while she was singing. But that's, like, a barely yeah, a hint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I, I didn't even pick up on it there. Because I'm, like, I'm with Brielle. I don't, I literally know nothing about Black Canary, so. Yeah. Like, with some of these more uh, vague uh, DC heroes, I know a general premise about them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, like, super well-versed like I am with Marvel, but I know enough about these people. Because okay. I, I like to do a little bit of research before I go see a movie, but okay. I just try kind of get the gist for who they are. Yeah. But I already knew Black Canary before. Did you know a lot about Huntress? I did not know a lot about Huntress. I know she's in the Arrow show for a little bit, but... Does she use um, kind of like the exact same crossbow that uh, is used in Bird's Prey? Like the kind of like one-handed one? Yeah, she uses a crossbow. She doesn't use like a, a bow. Okay, but like is it a one-handed crossbow, like a smaller one? She yes. doesn't use like a big... Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a smaller okay. crossbow. Okay. So they got that fairly accurate every everything about huntress was pretty accurate everything about black canary was pretty accurate like everything about these characters was pretty on point it's just they they took some artistic liberties with others yeah which we'll get into yes um uh monsters align with uh harley gives chase on roller skates and with assistance from helena and her motorcycle the pair pursue roman uh, at a nearby pier, the final confrontation occurs. Taking aim at a shadowy figure in the distance, she believes to be Roman. Harley wastes her last bullet as Roman appears from behind the figure, which is revealed to be a statue. I appreciated that she didn't. That wasn't like the kill shot that she didn't actually hit him because I would have been like, bullshit. Yeah, I I didn't care for that whole thing. I would have. I don't know. I would have done something a little different with that. I mean, I, kinda, I don't know what, but I, I would have done something. I had a feeling that it was going to be something kind of like that. Just like the way that in like the trailers, they're just like, I'm the one that they should be scared of and just all this shit. I don't know. Like It kind of felt like they were building up to where like Harley's about to be like killed or like attacked. And this is how she gets out of it. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, sorry. Roman holds Cassandra hostage and prepares to kill her. However, Cassandra pulls the ring from a grenade and or grenade she had taken from Harley's weapons chest earlier, slipping the grenade in Roman's jacket. Harley throws Roman from the pier just before the grenade detonates and kills him. That was freaking gruesome. Like, damn. Okay, I appreciated the hell out of this scene. Because, like, you know with some most, like, grenade stuff, it it blows up when it's convenient. Yeah. For that, for the movie. Yeah. it. So, I know that grenades have a time limit. I think it's five seconds. It might be three. But, either way, the second she realized what Cassandra did. Yeah, and she, fast. like, she acted super fast and... And I appreciate that he didn't hit the water first, too. Yeah. He freaking... He blew up in midair. He blew up in midair. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So I appreciate the hell out of that. I'm like... Because as soon as I saw the ring, I started... I, every time I see a grenade and I see, like, a ring get pulled, I, I do, like, a little countdown. Oh, And oh. I think it was, like... I, can't, I got four seconds... Okay. And I'm like, okay, if it was a five-second detonation, that was pretty on freaking point. So, yeah, I was like, oh, freaking love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, love I, I appreciate like, the hell out of that. <laughs> I love Uma McGregor, but it was kind of satisfying seeing him just bl- blow up in half. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Uh Alright, in the aftermath of destroying Roman's criminal empire, Montoya quits the Gotham City Police Department. With the money, uh, with the accounts hidden inside the diamond, she joins Dinah, Dinah and Helena in establishing a team of vigilantes, the Birds of Prey. And Harley and Cassandra sell the diamond to a pawn shop and start their own business. In a post-credits audio sequence, Harley is about to reveal a secret about Batman to the audience, but the film ends mid-sentence. Yeah, I, I didn't stay that oh, long. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. it was kind of... It, it was funny, but I'm just like, really? That, that, that's, that's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys stayed this long? All right, well, I guess I got to tell you a secret then. And then she like goes to tell something about Batman, and then it just ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so what did you get, think of the story? Overall, I think it flowed very well, surprisingly. Yeah. I honestly don't really have a lot of problems with it. Um even though it's called Birds of Prey, the fact that like it's not there the Birds of Prey aren't set up until like the last like 5 minutes mm-hmm. of the movie did not bother me like honestly at all. Yeah. I I didn't have any issues with the story either. Um it wasn't like a top-notch story. No, it, it's def I for me it's not in the 90s. I, I can agree with that. It's definitely in the mid to high eighties, though. It's it's really good. It, it really it was a fun story. I had such a good time with it. Yeah, the flow is really well. They try to pull some Tarantino shit with the jumping around the timeline. Yeah, a bit, and I didn't care for that. But I think that's more of a writing issue than anything. Yeah, I can agree with that. The story itself is pretty good it is and that and i I just gotta point out the animation at the beginning just explaining like harley's story and like her involvement with the joker and everything that was freaking awesome whoever animated that top notch thank you for not putting jared leto's joker yeah thank you for actually making him look like mr j 
Yeah. We appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the real MVP. Yep. Yeah, so I'm sitting mid to high 80s. I'm, I'm at like an 87. An 87? Yeah. I can definitely do an 87. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's not even like super hard. Now, where the movie starts to fall apart is the writing. I agree. Absolutely. And it's mainly because of like the jumping around, the Tarantino shit. Gotta dock points for that. Fair. Um... But a lot of the just the back and forth was just adequate. It, it was. I mean, it wasn't anything special. I mean, like, but what did you the th- I feel like a lot of the interactions, the way they wrote them, were like very, very good. Especially, uh, like when they're all uh like in the amusement park and like all the girls are talking. Like a lot of the writing felt like honestly like really natural. Yeah. So. Yeah, that felt really good. I think a lot of the issues I had with the writing were the characterizations of that's fair. Some of the characters. So uh Montoya, she uh, was written okay. She was written okay. Like all the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn, they were all written fairly fairly decent. I hated what they did with Cassandra Kane. Hated what they did see, with her. I- See, I didn't even I know nothing about the uh character of Cassandra Cain, so like when Caleb told me after I saw it that oh, in the comics Cassandra Cain is like actually Batgirl. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Like so why she, the hell didn't they set that shit up? Yeah, exactly. So she is supposed to be and this Cassandra Cain or this Batgirl, there's two different Batgirls. There's Barbara Gordon. Yeah. And then there's Cassandra Cain. Cassandra Cain is like uh, it. She was supposed to be like raised as an assassin, and she is like one of the most the deadliest child assassins. Oh shit! And she's also a mute, I think. Oh yeah. So yes, yeah, so she's supposed to be a mute, which she absolutely was not. No, she was also supposed to be a an assassin, and she was. Barely a thief. <laughs> like, she was super shitty at stealing. Like, honestly, first, I'm going to give you a tip, kid. Do not pit pocket two people that are within inches of each other. Straight up. <laughs> Dude, I mean, are you shitting me? <laughs> when she took the diamond from Zaz, I'm like, his hand is in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> This is movie bullshit. That's what it is. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it's just... Okay, we... It's kind of like a... We get it. She steals stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's just like while she's skipping down and, like, robbing people. Like, the one at the beginning when she's at the roller rink, that makes sense. Because it's, like, kind of a last-minute thing and then she takes off. Yeah. She doesn't go around and just kind of, like, pluck everyone's wallet. Also, how the hell did that lady or her husband not notice that she took their her watch? Yeah, that husband must be freaking blind as a bat. Because he, she's just like, oh, I love your watch while disconnecting it. And it didn't... Like, I've seen people take watches off. They don't take the watches that, like, have the clip. Like, they have the ones that do, the like, the latch. Yeah. And then it's like, they unlatch it and then they're able to Like, I'm going to notice it. if someone tries to take my watch off. 
I mean, there are some people that I know can be really good at that, but wow. it takes a lot of distraction. Okay, let's like let's see you try. Okay, I can't. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying like her watch looked like one of those ones that like it's more like a bracelet that has the clip that tightens it. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to re- realize that that's getting taken off of you. And especially that quickly. Considering most of the time, it feels like, for how loose those things are, it feels like you could just easily slip one of those off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I hated what they did with her. And the more she, you talk about her, like, yeah, I wish that she could have been as cool as she was in the comics in this movie. Yeah, and she's kind of annoying. I mean, I, I liked her... When it comes to... I mean, we'll get to acting with this, but... I don't know, maybe I think I liked her better than um, Montoya a little bit, maybe? Yeah, okay, that's definitely a right. Yeah, uh, that's a, an, an acting thing. Yeah. But the what they did with the character of her, of Cassandra Kane is a writing issue, yes. and I have to dock points for that. But the question is how much? A lot. Shit. Like, we talking in the 70s here? I'm talking, like, low 70s. Okay, seven. Can you give me, like, 72? I mean, where are you at? I mean, I'm not... I don't think I hated the writing as much as you, but I definitely do agree with you. Like, they should really have implemented that into Cassandra Kane's character. Um, I'm at, like, a 75. Okay. I mean, I can do... Like, I'm sitting at, like, a 70, so I can meet you in the middle with, like, a 73. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, but it's just kind of like... Like, this is something that Warner Brothers has an issue. They don't... And maybe it was the director's... Like, what was her name? Catherine? Not Catherine. Let's find out. Uh, It was directed by Kathy Ann. Kathy Yan? I think that... Is it Yan or Yan? It might be Yan. Okay. Let's just go with Yan. Okay. So, I don't know if this was her doing or if it was Warner Brothers doing, but they don't respect the characters. Like, they do shit that just doesn't make sense for, like, the characters that they're right. You could have given Cassandra Cain... Like, you... You put Cassandra Kane in here because you didn't want to put Barbara Gordon. You could have named her literally anything yeah, you else. you could have just came up with a new character. Yeah. You could have just... Like, you could even, like, had, like, a throwaway nobody yeah. from the comics. Like, just someone that just kind of, like, happened to walk by. Like, been like, hey, this name's in the comics. Let's throw this in here. Yeah. Like, you could have done anyone but Cassandra Kane. I mean, are you shitting me? <laughs> Especially knowing who she's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, it's just... It just didn't feel like she respected the the character. I, I Whoever's can... fault this was, like, just come on. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, so... Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, getting into acting. So, would you say we should grade... The members of the Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, and then uh, Rowan? Roman? Or what do you think? Yeah. Okay. So, Birds of Prey, Harley, Roman, and yeah, Cassandra Kane. 
Okay, well, isn't Cass... Oh, wait, no, yeah, it does. Sorry. Cassandra's not in the bird's prey. I'm sorry. I mean, hell, she might. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, well, no, I, I don't know that... She went off with Harley. Hmm? She went off with Harley, so she's technically not a bird of prey. Yeah. All right, do you have All right so app? let's work oh, our way up. So let's start off with Ella J. Basco, who played Cassandra Kane. And let's see what else she was in. Uh, so she's in... She's actually not in a lot. She was in Grey's Anatomy. I'm sorry. Veep. Veep? Yeah. Is that a spinoff of Jeep? No, it's with Julie Louise Dreyfus, some show. Didn't she? And Happy Land. Yeah, she's not in a lot of stuff. So this is like her big role. This is her breakout. Eh. (laughs) I liked her. More break than out. (laughs) Damn. I didn't like her. I liked her. I didn't hate her. I didn't love her. (laughs) I I hated her. I thought she was annoying. I didn't... See, I actually thought Rosea Dawson, I think that's her name, who plays Montoya. Isn't it Rosea Dawson? Uh... Rosie Perez. Oh, I'm sorry. Where's Montoya? Yeah, sorry, Rosie Perez, not Rosie Dawson. I'm sorry. Uh, I actually found uh, what's the kid's name? Yeah, Ella J. Basco. So I thought Ella was actually less annoying than Rosie. They were both annoying, but I they are on equal levels of annoyance for me. I I enjoy. I could tolerate Ella a little more. I couldn't, dude. Really, I didn't. Hate she. It. <laughs> It's kind of, like the way that she cusses is weird. Like it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime she she was like yelling, like saying shit or anything, it felt like someone who's cussing for the first time. <laughs> kind of like how in Good Boys. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> like it felt like equal of just how awkward. It's just like anytime she cussed, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Uh, I I didn't care for it, and I she didn't sell me, and the way that like I feel like the way that she, they had her do the pit pocketing stuff, it felt like they were they made her do it like twenty times in a row, and at the and then they're just like, all right, this is the one we're using, and she's just like, you know what, f it, <laughs> and just like went through, and the actors or the people that she was stealing from just had to be like. Oh, that kid, she got away with my stuff, but I didn't feel it. But she didn't sell it. That was amazing. <laughs> You're, oh, that kid. Yeah, like, she doesn't... I don't know she why that's so funny to me. She she didn't sell it for me. Oh, you gotta admit, though, her shoes were on fleek. Oh, if you ever <laughs> say fleek again, I will whip you with a wet towel. <laughs> Oh no, don't make me relive junior high. <laughs> She's low like, for me. Like how low? She like, Please don't her say 50s. And, no, her mm, <laughs> high, high 50s. Damn. I higher 50s. I can appreciate what she did, okay. but I did not like her. And she is honestly on the same level as Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez may be a point higher. Maybe. 
Shit, see, I would put Ella. It's Ella, right? Yeah. Or is it Ellie? Ella. Ella. I would put her a point higher than Rosie Perez. I can do that easy. Okay. But I'm just saying, personally, she, I I would put Rosie. And that's like, I wanted to be nice. <laughs> okay, so like, can we do like a 59? I can give you a 59. Okay. I just don't want to give her 60. So then I think we just, we know Rosie Perez's score now, 58. <laughs> you you want to be harsher? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's talk about Rosie a bit. She she wasn't like it's just I think it was just the bad casting. I think like nothing against Rosie Perez, but I don't know. I don't like her voice. It felt weird. Yeah. Like her accent like that she tried to have was not work. Mm-mm. And it's weird because her, her voice is like weirdly pitched. Like it would switch between really like chipmunky to like just kind of high. Yeah. <laughs> is it chipmunky high? It. Mm. I don't know. I think this was just not great casting. It wasn't. No, I completely agree. I'm trying to think of someone else they could have put in, like, for Rosie. Like, I probably... Emma Stone. No. <laughs> I had a feeling you... For a Renee Montoya? <laughs> yeah, Emma Stone. Come on. Okay, nothing against Emma Stone, but she is not even close to looking like her last name could be Montoya. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, I would almost... What's the name of the girl who's voicing Velma in the new movie? She played Jane the Virgin. I've never seen Jane the Virgin. Shit. The Scoob casting. Not Scoo. (laughs) Gosh, damn it. Uh, So, Rosie Perez. Like, what else has she been in? You know what's funny? You know what I remember Rosie Perez from? Have you ever... You've seen Good Luck Charlie, right? Yes. Okay, have you seen the episode where uh, Teddy tries to catch a guy at the movies who's selling uh, Gabe and uh, his friend Jake, like, tickets to, like, a PG-13 movie or something like that? No. Okay, so there's a funny part where they're trying to get it filmed, and Jake, so they're trying to buy the tickets to the movie, but then Jake's like, oh, you know what, we should go see this movie, Fishy Friends, instead. It has the voice talents of Steve Carell and Rosie Perez. For some reason, that's what I remember Rosie Perez from. Yeah, so she was in White Men Can't Jump, a movie called Fearless, Untamed Hearts. Oh, she was the voice of Shell in The Road to El Dorado. Oh, okay. And then just a bunch of other movies. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is playing Velma. Yes, she would have been perfect. I can agree with that. I think she, yeah, she would. Because if you needed someone to play a badass cop, I mean, yes, her, like, her badass is a little cheesy. (laughs) I mean, have you you seen Annihilation? I haven't. She's in that, and she tries to play a a hard ass, and it doesn't go well. (laughs) Really? Yeah, but I think she would have fit perfectly with Renee. Okay. But yeah, Rosie Perez, not great. Yeah, agreed. Um, 
All right, well, we just kind of jumped up a little bit on her, so let's get to the next one in line. Ewan McGregor, who played Roman Sionis, or The Black Mask. Oh, he, was, he was so much fun to watch in this movie. He was amazing. You could tell he was having the time of his life. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, how just childish he was yeah. at the beginning. And then he gets to, like, an intimidating state, and he's terrifying. He really is. Like, damn. Oh, gosh, I loved him so much in this movie. He was like, fantastic. One of my favorite things was when he was walking Dinah through the area, like, showing off all of his masks and stuff. Like, just kind of showing his... Like, he kind of shows off his his the masks that he collects... Like, I kind of show off my pop figures. Yeah. Like, I get really into it. And then, like, the way he was showing off the shrunken heads, he's just like, yeah, these things are a thousand years old. And now they're in my living room. Like, isn't that weird? <laughs> like, I love that. And then he just flips a switch and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like the part where he's uh, killing um, that one family and he's about to let that one girl go. And he's just like, oh is that a snot bubble? Oh, never mind. Kill her. Like, damn! Like, holy shit! Dude, I laughed my ass off when he's just like, when he's holding her head and he's just like, ugh, gross! I'm like, ah! This is great! He... He's pretty high for me. Yeah, dude, like, he's he's absolutely in the 90s. Oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't... I can't put him... In the mid, he's okay. de- he's definitely for me in the lower, but he killed it. Okay, yeah, he, oh, he absolutely did. Like, and the reason I can't put him in the high is because his accent, his American accent, was just a tad off in some places. That's fair, but okay. that's just a minor, minor yeah. gripe with him. Just the way that he portrayed Black Mask, and I thought he got more intimidating when he had the mask on. Oh, he did. Oh, like, it felt like his voice just changed. It had, like, more bass to it and just, oof. Freaking amazing. I love Ewan McGregor. He's so great. Oh. Whoa, 93? I can do a 93. Perfect. 93 for Mr. Ewan McGregor. All right. Next up, we got Journey Smollett Bell, who played... Dinah Lance or Black Canary. She was really good. Yeah. I really liked her. So she is in movies. Actually, I'm not even sure these are movies. Okay, well. She's not in, like, she's in True Blood. Okay, so then we can definitely consider this her breakout role. Yeah. I feel this is a breakout role. She was. In Captain Planet with Don Cheadle. I want to say, actually, um, her and uh, Huntress, the lady that plays Huntress, uh, were, because um, sp- Harley Quinn, no, I'm sorry, Margot Robbie like helped produce this movie. So she actually uh, chose the two to, that played Black Canary and Huntress. Really? Yeah, I want to say so. If that's the case, she did a really good job. She did, yeah. Yeah, she's just in other, like, small roles oh okay so yeah freaking she did amazing as well yeah she was not quite on par with like ewan mcgregor and no, harley she's quinn she's like in the 80s for me 
but she's yeah. still really, really good. Yeah, she's in the mid to upper yeah. 80s. Like, like, I really had no problems with her performance. Like, when she needed to be dramatic, she was really good. When she needed, like, even... Like, even, like, for the comedy spots that she had to do, she actually got a few chuckles out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting at, like, like an 85. I'm actually wanting to go up to, like, an 86. I can, I can do an 86. All right, next up we got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who played Helena Bertinelli slash The Huntress. <sighs> she was... I wanted so much more from her. I did, I, too. I wish we... Oh. She she's maybe a a few points higher above uh Journey. Yeah, I, I can agree. Just But uh, Oh my gosh. The, the part where she like they keep calling her the the, uh, the crossbow, crossbow killer. killer. She's like, No, my name is Huntress and then the part they're just like, Well, why are you using like a crossbow or like why don't you use a bow and or no, like they keep calling her a bow and arrow. She's like, No, it's an effing crossbow because I'm not a twelve year old kid. <laughs> A 12-year-old kid shoots a bow and arrow. I'm like, damn, girl. (laughs) But it was hilarious. Dude, I loved how awkward she was. Yeah, right. Like, at the end. She played it off so well. She does. And you remember her from Scott Pilgrim, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, I freaking loved her. Yeah, she played Ramona Flowers. Uh, She was in Live Free or Die Hard. I'm sorry. Uh, she was in Gemini Man. I heard that movie sucked. And not seeing anything else. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I always wanted to see that movie. Apparently that's like a series of oh, it movies. Is? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, it is. I forgot about that. Yeah, not seeing anything else that's like huge. I mean, other than like abraham lincoln vampire hunter you think i'm joking no 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 i know that's an an actual thing and i've always wanted to get around to watching that but i never did neither have i she yeah she did amazing the way that she talks too like when they were like complimenting each other it was funny she's just like yes i too enjoyed how you did this (laughs) It was it was weird because and I didn't even think about it for a while. I'm just like, why the hell is she so awkward? <laughs> and then I, Brielle's just like, well, because she was raised by those guys and tr- like trained to kill. And I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's why she's so freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved her. I'm at like a ninety for her. A ninety? Yeah. I loved her that much. <clears throat> That's hard for me to dispute. So I'm not going to. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. We already did Renee. So... so last we got Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Once again, I loved her just as much as I loved her in Suicide Squad. But yep. more in this movie because she actually got to full on play Harley Quinn. Yeah. I. I'm really was really impressed with her, like just the way like she continued like her accent never wavered. No, like she is nailing the Harley Quinn accent. Yeah, she is, and it's more like what's the like a New York, Brooklyn accent? Yeah, or, I think yeah. 
Lower East Side accent, whatever. Yeah, what I don't know how freaking New York works. I don't either, but it it works so well for Harley. Yeah, and I I'm trying to think if I had any issues, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The only thing I wish is that I don't know. I wish we could have gotten another scene where she's in her classic Harley Quinn outfit. That yeah, cool. that would have been kind of cool. But that's not even a gripe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite in the hundred no, range, but it's pretty damn close. I feel I'm in the same field as Ewan McGregor, the mid nineties. So I, I I'd maybe a point or two higher. I'd go like a ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like. Give me ninety four. Okay. I can do that. Yet. All right, and if we average that out. So that averages out to an 80. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. Next up, we got character development. And I think this was pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing watching Harley's arc. Yeah. So she started off being someone who couldn't quite let go of her relationship with the Joker. Got to a point where she finally did... And then, if, like, she kind of went through her arc a little quick, now that I'm thinking about it. It's a little bit. So if she finally was just like, okay, I'm ready to kind of give up my relationship with the Joker, and then, yeah, blew up Ace Chemicals, and then from there, shit just kind of hits the fan, and it's more that she's just trying to figure out, or kind of... F- Get the world to figure out who she is. Yeah. And that she's a threat by herself. And I don't think she quite gets there. So I think this leaves it decent enough open for a sequel to kind of finish out this arc. So it kind of like left us in the middle of an arc. Let's hope it gets a sequel. I know. I'm hoping too. Like, this movie was great. Yeah, it really was. But, yeah, like, it kind of ends off on, like, because the last thing that we hear is, I mean, people aren't really afraid of her, and I don't think she's quite figured out who she is without the Joker. At least I didn't get that vibe. I mean, did you? No, I didn't either. Yeah. So I think we definitely do need at least one more movie. Yeah. She was talking, when she was talking to Roman, it was more her... Saying that, oh, people have always been afraid of these people that I work for and whatever, and they should be afraid of me. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, she's gone to that point where she's, like, freaking, like, she knows who she is. But I don't think she's just quite reached that status of being afraid. Or being feared. So, where are you at with this? Just because it hasn't been finished. Um, maybe like low 70s? Low 70s? Yeah. Mm. That's not bad. That's not a bad area to be in. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking more like... I'm more on, like, the higher end of the lower, so I'm, like, 73. Okay. I I can give you 73. Yeah? Yeah. 
All right, next up we got effects. These were pretty solid. Yeah, I really had no problems with effects. Nothing looked like too CGI or struck out to me at all. Well, yeah, I mean, this movie was just <laughs> utterly violent. Yeah, like, damn. I don't, I think this is, I'm I'm like, I was always thinking that maybe the effects is what made this rated R. It's not. This movie didn't need to be rated R. It didn't. Yeah. I walked. Yeah. No. Like, they I just, they just wanted thing. an excuse to use the F word. They did. And it was unnecessary. Yeah. They were trying to pull off. I think they were trying to be Daredevil. Or not Daredevil. Deadpool. Deadpool. They were. And it's blowing up in their face right now, sadly. Yeah. They. I think this movie would do really well if they released a PG-13 version. And I don't even think they need to cut out any of the violence. Uh, I'm trying to think if there is. I would maybe make a little bit more of a smoky thing with the way that Roman Sionis dies. (laughs) But other than that, there's nothing that's like extremely gruesome. Like, I. That's even a stretch for me. I think they could leave everything, just cut out the F bombs. I don't know. I think you'd still have to blur or work on Roman's death a little bit. I think that's still a little too much for PG-13. I don't don't know, because it wasn't that gory. It seemed really gory. It wasn't, like, chunky or, like, bloody or anything. It was more just it blew into pieces, and that was it. Like, you didn't see the pieces after. Oh, I thought you did. Mm -mm. Not really. All right, then, yeah. You got a point. And then if you're, I mean... I don't know how PG-13 works now, because you get, like, one or two F-bombs. Because I've seen a PG-13 recently that had two. Which one? Uh, shit. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. But, (laughs) yeah, it's just... I don't know. I think this would have worked way better as a PG-13. It would have, And And you could have left in the whole... Like, the last saying, the like, because I'm Harley effing Quinn. Like, that could have been your F-bomb, and you could have called it a freaking day. Yeah. Everything else is just unnecessary. There wasn't a single F-bomb that I felt was, like, justifiable. No. But, anyway, that's not... That's that's more of a writing issue, which we've already... Covered. Yeah. I was trying to think of it, like docked the writing anymore but we gave it a 73 so now yeah <laughs> effects wise gruesome yes but in a great way yeah i wonder if they did more practical than anything i mean obviously with the of... leg breaking yeah that was had to be cg or whatever but i think they could have gotten away with most of this being like more wire work i think so and... too yeah. I don't know, I'm not like oh. You say like you're in the eighties? I'm in the eighties. I mean I don't think it's quite as Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm in I'm in the eighties, but I think I'm like in the lower eighties. You say the eighty four. Eighty four? Yeah. Wouldn't quite go up that high. Eighty. I can do eighty-three. 80, okay. 
let's do 80. Like, I know that doesn't seem like a big difference, but <laughs> it is. Yeah, to us it is. <laughs> All right, next up we got music. Music was pretty killer. It really was. Like, damn. Like, say what you want about Suicide Squad, but I still enjoy the hell out of that soundtrack. I uh, liked this one probably as much as I did with that one, if not more. I I enjoyed Suicide Squads a little bit better because those are more classic songs, but that's just personal taste for that, me. That's fair. But I thoroughly enjoyed... Like, I can't get the song Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend out of my damn head after hearing it in the <laughs> credits. Ugh. Yeah, so I'm like eight or nine. I'm at like a nine, dude. Nine? It was that solid. I, I can give you a nine, definitely. Hell yes. Another thing where this movie kicks ass, Ooh, costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so great. And I think I have to dock points for the final Birds of Prey costumes. Because those were like basically tracksuits. And they were like not great. <laughs> Hey, at least Huntress had her mask. Fair. <laughs> Gotta Definitely give him that. Definitely fair, but she's supposed to be wearing purple, and she was wearing, like, that ugly blue. <laughs> True. You got a good point there. I think I just have a thing against, like, velvet. <laughs> but You velvetist piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't... that Those costumes, because they were so brief, I didn't... Yeah, that was hate like them five enough. seconds. Yeah, this I'm at a pretty solid eight. I can agree because Harley Quinn's outfits were killer, oh, especially her one uh, when they were like in the amusement park, her using her hammer and the roller skates. Aw, oh. the yellow overalls. Yeah, freaking loved that. Yeah, so great. Yeah, her her outfits were crazy. Like she had one where it was like a clear coat. Yeah, with like caution tape. And yeah, just, ah, it was that was so awesome. awesome. I wish we could have seen the roller derby one more though, because I really liked that. The costume. roller derby one was kick ass, yeah. especially because she has like the ponytails taped to her helmet. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. That was way cool. Yeah, so eight. Yeah, eight. All right. Next up, we got like a uh, our personal grade for this movie. You gonna rename that ever? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do kidding. that as soon as we're done. I'm kidding. I'm just giving you shit, bro. Uh, overall, like I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. Um, cast was really good. Margot Robbie killed it once again as Harley Quinn. Uh, Uma Gregor was great as the villain. Just I had I walked out of this movie saying that was a fun ass movie. Like, it was. I, I had a fun time. I the only thing I'm like left being pissed off about was Cassandra Kane Fair. being a little bit annoyed by Renee Matoya and being a little bummed out that they one offed Ewan McGregor. That's fair, but I can let most of that go because this movie was, was really enjoyable. It was. So where are you at? I'm like I'm in the eighties. Where in the 80s? I, I want to say 85, but I feel that actually is a little too high. Yeah? 83. Ooh, that's actually exactly where I was at, oh, too. Oh, hell yeah. So, 83 it is. 
All right, and that concludes our breakdown of Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And our final grade for this movie is... B minus. Not bad at all. Yeah, so it is sitting at an 81.8%. And the cutoff for a B minus... Oh, it's 83. So this is a kind of a... I wouldn't say a strong B minus. It's one of our weaker B minuses, I would say. But it's still a B minus. It's still a B minus. <laughs> yeah, so this is a a point below the 2019 Lady and the Tramp. Okay. Uh it's a little bit below Frozen 2. Uh it's actually right in line with It Chapter 2. Same percentage. Okay. I think I liked this movie more. But that that's just me. Right. So. Um it's a bit below Age of Ultron. It's about the same as Child's Play, twenty nineteen. Okay. Uh let's see what else what other movies we've done. Uh, that's an A. So it's a little bit below Murder on the Orient Express. I mean, not bad. No, not bad at all. Um, let's see. And then it's a a little bit below, barely below Rogue One. By a point. A point. Yeah. So Rogue One is at an eighty-two percent. And then, like I said, Birds of Prey is at 81. All right. So I'm fairly happy yeah, with that. Yeah, too. Yeah. I was hoping it'd be at least in the Bs. So. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I think a, a B- minus is well-deserved. It does not deserve the hate that it's getting. I was kidding. Hate? I think it it, it is. I think. Well, because no one's going to see it. Yeah, that's true. It really sucks. It's... Cause, so what's decent... the Rotten Tomato score you said what is in the 80 it's like at a 79 now 79 yeah what's the audience score for it oh let's see but we highly I highly recommend this I movie I do too like please, please go out and see this movie it's an, an enjoyable comic book movie yeah it's at a 79% audience score is 80 okay maybe it's not getting hate I think it's just getting hate from fanboys yeah it's just is is the DC fan base toxic too? It seems like it might. Huh. I mean, it's not bad. What is I it? I mean, compared to the rest of the shit that we've gotten from DC, I mean, it's 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 up there on the I'm wondering like how much it's made at the bo- Okay, so budget was between 82 and 100 million. It's made 95 million. 95 million? So I'm hoping it has legs. Hopefully, let's, let's we'll find out. So you weren't sure if you liked it better than Shazam, right? Yes. So we actually gave Shazam. It's actually below Shazam, or no, above Shazam. Really? So Shazam is at eighty-one point two percent. So it's sitting at a B minus as well, and this is sitting at an eighty-one point eight. So this is point math above 
thinking about it Shazam? now, I think I would actually. I think I did actually like Birds of Prey a little more than Shazam. I think I'd actually have to agree with this thing. Yeah. What What do you think? I I. Mm. <laughs> it's a hard question. Yeah, I th- okay. The reason I think I like Shazam a little bit better is because I am a big fan of Shazam. All right, that's fair. So I think that's giving it some from an unbiased point of view, as unbiased as I can be. <laughs> <laughs> I think Birds of Prey was a little bit better than Shazam. I think it has better rewatchability. Okay. But from my personal bias point of view, Shazam is better and no one can convince me otherwise. Did uh did you love the um funny uh Easter egg for a Captain Boomerang. Yes. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I started paying attention to that poster. I was just like, is that Boomerang? <laughs> I love how just subtle everything was. Yeah. Like those kind of jokes. I, I were, love that stuff. For subtle. All right. Well, if you like this episode and you want to hear more of our stuff in the future. Uh, you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Radio.com, and Spotify, and basically anywhere else you can think to find a podcast. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well as some bonus videos that we make. Any update? New video coming very, 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 very soon. <laughs> You could have stopped with one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I couldn't have. I had to keep going. Um, You can also follow us on social media. Uh, If you have an episode idea, want to answer our question of the week like all of our bros did today, uh, or if you would want to join us on an episode, uh, we would like to have anyone on. So, yeah, just DM us. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The All Bros. We are on Twitter and Instagram at The All Bros. Uh, like I said earlier, you can email us at channel at gmail.com or go check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash The All Bros. Um, and if you are so inclined to buy some merch from us, uh, you can go to TeePublic. Uh, our site or our url for that is tpublic.com slash user slash the all bros channel uh no punctuation in any of that um but yeah we'd love to hear from you guys um next week we will be doing a so my baby's going to be coming the day that this episode releases oh kale's gonna be a daddy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the next few weeks, we will only be doing the new segment and reading off the uh, the answers to our question of the week that we post. So we're just going to have some backlog episodes. Um, so with that, next week we will be releasing our showdown episode, which we did for with the DC villains. Yep. In comic books. Yes. I think that was the first one we did. I think it was too. Yeah. Alright, so DC comic DC villains is gonna be our next showdown episode. Our next episode is gonna be a showdown episode because damn <laughs> English uh, is hard today. 
It's hard every day, let's face it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that next time, and be on the lookout for our video. We'll post a link in all of our social media so you guys can go check it out. Yes, we will. And, yeah. You can also look at it on Monday. I might post a picture of my baby's feet. <laughs> Brielle doesn't want me posting pictures of her immediately. That's fair. I'm quitting here. So, you guys can get pictures of her feet. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> just do her fingernail. That's just her, just her finger? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do like... Yeah, there you I don't go. know. I like a high five or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so guys, look forward to that next week. And till then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. So long. Freaking nailed it. Thank you.